Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Welcome to the Becoming One Church podcast, and this is your host, Sean Wilson, and I'm glad to have you join us again today. Today, I want to share something with you that, that's, that's really um, one of the core focuses of the Becoming One Church podcast, and it's, it's about really how we treat one another. Um, we have to learn as a church, as a body of Christ, how to deal with one another and understand that God has has not only reconciled us to him, but he has brought us into his family and his family has many people and uh, even as believers as as saints as the sheep whatever you want to call us those that follow jesus christ his disciples we want to we need to understand that we're also adopted as sons and daughters and that we become a part of a family and a lot of times what we do is it's it's almost like a it's a dis, very dysfunctional family. Um, we have a lot of people that we don't get along with, that we don't talk to. Um, I even, I have heard from, I, I had a relative told me they, they, they weren't gonna talk to me anymore. They'll see me in heaven. And I'm like, how do you think you're gonna end up in heaven with that type of attitude? Like the Lord should op- operate through you with a sense of forgiveness because we can't extend anything that we don't have. And I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, the bottom line is, We cannot forgive if we don't understand how much we have been forgiven. That should bring us to our lowest point. But what I want to share with today is we have people and and what's what's big out here right now is we have people like Benny Hinn, who recently confessed that he was teaching some of the wrong things. And with that said, people were were skeptical. They was trying to tell him what he need to do to prove it. And things along that line. I think that belongs between him and God on how he's going to do it. But I rejoice with him because he said that it was wrong that what he was teaching. That was enough for me. Whenever you take the side of truth, I'm going to be excited. But the other thing is we have now Kanye West, who has given his life to the Lord. And as he has given his life to the Lord, there's people that are skeptical about, is this real? Is this not? Is this, you know, and I think that as believers, it's not our responsibility to find out if it's real. Our responsibility, especially if we consider ourselves to be mature in the faith, our responsibility is to embrace them and really start discipling them. And not to mention that many people are saying they're skeptical about this brother and they don't even talk to him. They don't live around him. They don't see him. They don't know where he lived. They don't know what he's doing. They don't see the change in his life. They wasn't with him before he wasn't saved. And they're not with him now. So it's kind of hard to tell whether a person is, is fully changed. All I can do is take their word for it. And I can observe from what I see. Um, what many believers don't understand is the gospel message itself is something that's revealed to believers it's not something everybody can articulate and communicate and understand because the bible says that satan has the minds of the unbelievers blinded i believe it's in second corinthians 4 and 4 but they're blinded so that they won't see the glory of the light to me it seems like kanye west has seen the light and, and this is what I want us to understand as believers, really. I thought about a couple of chapters 
that I think really changed my life to to confirm the fact that I'm not God. Amen. That I'm not God. And that and that you're not God. And that nobody around you is God. And it was Romans chapter 14 and 15. And I encourage all believers um, to yes, yeah, study the whole entire book of Romans, but from chapter 12 to 16, you're gonna find the necessary things that a believer needs to understand, especially chapter 12 and uh, 12 through 15. Um, you see a lot of things that we need to understand about how we are to treat and respond and, and care for one another. But in in chapter 14, there was, first of all, in that first verse, it talks about people that had a weak faith and strong faith, but they were both in the faith. And as we evaluate ourselves and we find out where we are, we have a responsibility, both whether they're in the faith or uh, with a weak faith and a strong faith. They're not supposed to um, antagonize one another. They're not supposed to challenge one another in those ways um, and have people live according to the way that they say that they should be living to prove to a God that that real worship is pure. He tells us that we can't do that. You cannot judge another man's servant. That's just what the word says. And this is what I think we have to get really in our hearts and our minds that we are not God. God is the only one that can judge our worship. He can't judge. No one can judge the song that you sing to the Lord. No one can judge the uh, way you dress. Amen. I'm not talking about being pro provocative, but you can't call me not holy because I don't wear a tie. Or you can't call me holy because I do wear one. And it, the day that a person worships, there's a lot of things that, that is addressed in that particular scripture in, in Romans chapter 14. But I want to go to a, a point of the scripture where it says that we're not supposed to allow our evil to be our good to be spoken evil of. And what this is referring to is there was someone that did, did not have a conscience to where they would eat meat because they had previously been worshiping idols. And that's the way that they worship their idols is they they did. They they ate the meat and, and things along that line. So what Paul said is he said, if this offends my brother, then I'm going to take the meat off the table. I'm not going to eat meat in front of them because it offends them. But what Paul was saying is hey, he was free to eat meat because he had faith in Jesus. But these um, weak, the weak brothers, they didn't. So what he did was he took the meat off the table so they would not be offended with that said. We move on to where it talks about bearing one another's burdens because everything that we do must be done in faith or if it's not done in faith, it's considered to be sin. So I want to move on. I'm, I'm going through chapter 14 quickly, but I want to move on to chapter 15, I, 14. I went through quickly, but I want to move on to chapter 15. And this is what it says. I want you to, I want us to go to um, the, the first of all, we got to have a mind of Christ. A mind just like Christ. Um, it, it tells us in verse, I'm, I'm going to just read verse one. It says, now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just to please ourselves. Now think about this call that we're given. It says that each of us is to put, is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. We're supposed to be focusing on building up our neighbor. Think about it. building your neighbor, edifying your neighbor. It's not about us. Amen. Verse three, for even Christ did not please himself, but as it was written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Amen. For whatever was written in the early times and get this right here, 
was written for our instructions everything that was written in the early times was written for our instructions so that through perseverance through our trials and our tests and our and our on our path perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope amen the providing of hope is important amen the providing of hope is important so now it says in verse 5 now may the god who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to christ jesus let me say that again now may the god who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another the same mind with one another according to who to christ jesus according to christ jesus so that with one accord you may with one voice do what glorify the god and the father of our lord jesus christ therefore this is the point therefore accept one another just as christ also accepted us to the glory of god let's accept one another and this is even like when a person is a believer we are to receive them we're to take their word for it until they prove otherwise amen and we're not supposed to be looking at people side eye trying to figure out when they're gonna fall it's not our responsibility our responsibility is to um help those that need help our responsibility is to bear the the infirmities of the weak that means those that are not as strong as we are we should we should be helping encourage them to move along our job is to provide hope to the hopeless amen that's what we are to do especially if we are considered to be spiritually mature of which i have seen people who call themselves to be spiritually mature are causing more damage to other believers to babes in christ than they received when they was a babe or maybe they're retaliating and doing the same thing that was taught to them but i will tell you this god did not tell us to beat the sheep he did not tell us that he says to take care of he says to he asked peter to feed the sheep amen that means that we have a service to mankind one another some more service than others but we must understand that we have been called to serve one another we have been called to have one mind on one accord for the glory of of god the and father of our lord and savior jesus christ so therefore i'm going to tell you this i'm going to end with this accept one another just as christ has accepted you to the glory of god may you be blessed and please join me again next week. God bless you and have a wonderful week.